Hey, we're back. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And it has been almost a whole month, but this is, we're back, and our topic tonight is treasured possessions. And I think this is a great topic. And the reason we are doing this is because what I read today in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 26.18 says... And the Lord has declared today that you are a people for his treasured possession, as he has promised you, and that you were to keep all his commandments. And I thought, woo, I'm God's treasured possession. So I thought, and I'll just read what I wrote. It's a little, chap, a little paragraph here. I wrote a treasured possession. What do we do with treasured possessions? We protect them. We care for them. We are very careful where we put them. We are very careful when we show it to others, if it's a treasured possession. We keep it away from things or people who would destroy it. So if I had some very fine china, some million-dollar vase, which I wouldn't, but if I did, I would have broke it long ago. But let's say I wouldn't have. This is true. I probably wouldn't let Weston hold it. Hmm. Weston is too. So, you know, that that would make sense. When he got older, of course I would, but that's just all hypothetical. Hmm. What did you think about when I mentioned this topic, treasured possessions, that we are God's treasured possessions? What does that make you think of? Well, when when we look at what it's saying there. Okay. Um, are you back in the Deuteronomy section? Or no? No. Okay. I'm, I'm going somewhere else with this, but it, it, okay. it ties in. Okay. Um. When you have a treasured possession that's alive, what's the difference there? Well, the treasured possession that's alive is something that you don't just stash away in a safe or keep away from two-year-olds or do anything like that. There's more to it than that. And I think um, when I think of something that you really, really care for that's alive, uh, you you provide all the basic needs. Right. That's abundantly, without saying. Abundantly. Yes, right. Not minimally. Right. Abundantly. And we all see the silly commercials where they're putting dresses on dogs and stuff like that. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. Ugh, no, that's heaven's silly. sake. Poor dogs. But just that concept that um, you provide abundantly for someone uh, that you treasure, that you care about, you'll do anything for them. Right. So, like, I'm. And that, I mean, the sacrifice of his son was the ultimate example of that. But, I mean, God is concerned about every little thing in your life. Mm -hmm. Someone you treasure, you're concerned about everything in their life. Mm -hmm. Not just big things. Right. Every single thing. Every single detail. And that does make you bring that part about something that's alive. It is different than uh, a million dollar vase. And that, you know, I'm thinking about our chickens, and, and they're treasured. We take good care of them. They're a nice little flock who's now starting to give me a lot of eggs, and we enjoy Ernie's crowing. He's our rooster. Mm. He's just there specifically so I have somebody crowing in the morning. And But we made sure that they're warm, and we make sure they get their food every day. We collect their eggs, make sure they have water every day, make sure they're happy. And hopefully, when it gets nice in the spring, we can... Let them roam around and eat grass safely. That's, again, safely. We can't just let them out because we have a dog that will probably eat them. So we have to be careful of that. 
where we used to live back in Blunt, I was able to let the chickens roam all around, and mm. the dogs we had at that time wouldn't, wouldn't bother them. But, yeah, so I think, you know, if we look at it that way, if we do so much just for our chickens, how much more does God do for us, his children? And why do we ever even doubt him as far as, like, provision or getting us through a situation or um, even when bad things happen? I mean, we might not like what happens, but why do we ever doubt that, like, his love or or anything? You know, we, we never really need to doubt God. No, and I think that's a, that's a human thing. Yeah, doubt that is, is a, a human, human thing. thing. That we, whether we doubt because we don't think somebody can love us that much, or whether we doubt because we don't think we're worth enough, mm. or whether we just doubt because we wouldn't do it that way. True. Or and, we're just... We don't know God well enough. Right. And we have to remember the concept is that God chose us. Yeah. yeah. He chose us. And that's why that's why we're a treasured possession, because he picked us. Yes. Not because of anything we did. We right. didn't earn it. And if you didn't earn it, you can't lose it. True. That's a good point. You know, yes. um, a passage here, let's see, 1 John 3, 1. Mm-hmm. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it does not know Him. Mm. What great love the Father has lavished on us. Mm. You know, God God does that, All has, has, has always done that. He's done that before we were saved. Uh, we've talked about it before, things like, why... Why sunsets are so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Why we have color in our world. Why Mm -hmm. we have song. Why we have bird song. Why we have all the things that we have. Not because it was necessary, but because it was his good pleasure to give us those things. Right, right. He loves those things. Now, I know our daughter-in-law, or our daughter would would be, our daughter, would be very um, questioning on this, but um, we do occasionally spoil our grandson. Really? We lavish things on him. His mother buys him every time she goes to a dollar store and sees a dinosaur on a pair of pajamas. Grandmother, you mean. His grandmother, yes, Yes. Baba. Baba buys dinosaur pajamas for him every time she sees them. The kid must have 20 pairs of pajamas. (laughs) I don't know if he wears them very often, but he has like 20 pairs of dinosaur pajamas. He starts the night with pajamas. He starts them, but he'll strip them off. But yeah, uh, always in the morning, he's just wearing a shirt and a, a diaper or a pair of underwear. So, yeah, yeah, but it's just one of those things that you get great joy, even if it's even if he never see, never ever looks at it again. If one time he looks at it and goes, "Oh, yes, dinosaurs!" It's, it's really fun. You know what? That's enough. It's enough, and I think God looks at us. I think part of the reason God made us. Uh, procreators so that we would have children and we would have um, uh, grandchildren and things like that. It's because he wanted us to understand in our own small way, the small way that a human can understand it, His the love. concept of love for your child. Yes, I agree. I agree. I don't think we would understand that. I don't think you can understand fully the love for a child or a grandchild if you don't have one. You can imagine it. Yes, and I do think... And you might have experienced it in reverse, but without it, I think you miss something. Well, I will say this, because I do. I, we have a dear 
couple friend who don't mm-hmm. have children. Mm-hmm. And not because they didn't want any, but God just didn't bless them with any. Right. And I do know that, like, my dear friend is a beloved aunt, and mm-hmm. she adores her nieces and nephews. And, of course, she's a teacher also. But sure. I do remember before I was a before I was married and before I was a mom, I absolutely adored my nephew. And so, oh, and yeah. it, it's, it's a, um, and I didn't get to spend as much time with him as I wanted to because I live far away. But when I got to, I just loved being with him. And I think that feeling of an, I, I told my friend that aunt feeling is a lot like a grandma feeling because yeah, they you don't, don't have live, to, they don't live with you. Yeah, they don't live with you. And then you also aren't really responsible for their discipline and you can just enjoy them. You can just, and, um, but I want to, I want to take this in a different twist because, uh, and, and it's another side of this being a treasured possession, meaning I am God's possession. I am his, he owns me. And so I could fight against that. You know, I could say, I don't want to belong to God. I want to do things my way. And people do that all the time. I mean, the, I mean, cr- believers do that. Christians do that. But uh, uh, people who are not following Jesus right now are doing that. I want to do it my way. And so they're denying that they, they still belong to God. He, everything is his. But I think we need to get comfortable with the idea that we do belong to God. And so the best for us is to do things God's way. Rather than mm. sometimes resent I have to love this person or, or, you know, when things are kind of hard to obey him instead of resenting the, the need to obey. The concept, the concept of independence and freedom and all those kind of things are wonderful, but you have to stop somewhere. Yeah. At some point in time, we have to realize that we are not fully independent. No one is truly independent. We are always dependent upon something. And to be dependent upon God is the most releasing, is the most freeing right. experience because that means you are not dependent upon humans. You're not the dependent world. upon the world. You are dependent upon God. We all depend on something. Yes. If you rely on the world to provide everything you could possibly need for your happiness, you are going to, it's going to fail you. Mm-hmm. But if you can rely on God's love instead, then that is tried and true will will last beyond here and into eternity but sometimes we have a, sometimes we struggle yeah to accept it well i think you know we are human and it's it's a growth thing and i do know that god if he has given his very own son he will not what will he withhold from us right. he does not withhold anything that's that for our pleasure for if there are things that he withholds it's because it isn't good for us, and it's it will draw us away from Him. It right. will it will do bad things. I've got another passage. Yeah, here. go ahead. Ephesians one. I'm going to start in seven and go through nine, I guess. Okay. Because it's one of Paul's long, long sentences, so I'm just going to do three yeah. verses of that sentence. Okay. Because yeah, he's got some long more. sentences. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ Jesus. In accordance with the riches of God's grace Mm -hmm. lavished on us. That word lavish. I love that concept. 
I, mean, I don't know why, but mm. when I think of the word lavish, I think of frosting. I do too. I don't know why. I, but well, maybe frosting a cake or something and putting gobs on it. Yeah. yeah, we'll find that I out tomorrow. I don't know why yeah. that that word makes me think about frosting, but it does. Yeah. Decadence. Yes. Over the top, more than you need. Excessive almost. But yes. excessive in such a pleasurable way. Yes. And it with all wisdom and understanding, with all of his wisdom and his understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will. Mm. With all of his wisdom and his understanding. I love that concept too. Yeah. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which is purposed in Christ. In that C.S. Lewis book we have in the bathroom, it's it's a compilation of all his writings and it's a it's a daily It's, it's in book. the bathroom because it's a daily thing. You could read it once a day and yep. once a day at least well, everybody's in the bathroom. So um, in one of them, explain why he, there's a C.S. Lewis book in the back. Yes, okay. There's, <clears throat> excuse me. There's one of them. He says, uh, I, and I don't even, I don't know what book it's from or whatever. But he says that God says, "I give you of my goodness." That's where the goodness comes from because I don't have any other place to. It can come from, his the goodness of us comes from God. Anything good, anything loving, anything it has to come from God because that's where. All that originates. I mean, he mm. can't just give us our own goodness, our own love. I mean, we have to get it from where it's the source. And that's, he's the source. And uh, it's just amazing to me how much he treasures us. I mean, we know he Jesus died for us. And that should show us that he treasures us. But besides that, he does find delight in us. Mm. He does delight. I, I delight in watching my grandson over the video eating. Yeah, just the smallest things in our lives. When we find joy, he finds joy. Yeah. And when we, I mean, he sympathizes, he empathizes with the pain, and he rejoices with the joy. And uh, when we think about God loving you that much, that he wants you to have the joy part. He wants you to... He wants great every, pleasure in life. He wants us to open every day like a present. Yes. He wants us to to really experience life. Like, if you're eating a piece of cake, enjoy that cake. Yes. Anything, enjoy it. And there was another little saying, and I think it's a Jewish saying or something, that you will be judged by the pleasures you withheld from yourself or something. And good pleasures, like, you know... Um, we're not talking about sin or whatever, but I mean that the pleasures God has given you that you did not take part. You didn't enjoy. You didn't enjoy that sunset. You didn't enjoy the taste of those homegrown tomatoes. You just ate them, you know, things like mm. that. And, um, if we take time, I, I don't know. God is just so good to us. Yeah. And as that, we have to remember too, this is just turning it just a little bit. Yeah. You know, this concept of treasure possessions, if you recognize yourself as a treasured possession, if you know, like our grandson knows that Baba and Papa love him, mm -hmm. he knows that without a shadow of a doubt. He knows for sure that Baba and Papa love him. And in that, he has an openness to us and a peace in us and a safety in us. And because of that... He will act differently. 
mm-hmm. than he will other places. He is free to be joyful or to be angry or to mm-hmm. be sad. He's free to do those things because we love him. Mm-hmm. Now, if he did that in public, it wouldn't be the same. So in public, if you watch a child in public, oftentimes they'll be a little shy. Mm-hmm. They'll be reserved. Mm-hmm. They'll sit and stare at people. Mm-hmm. But if he's here, he's screaming and hollering and running up and down the hallways and just having fun and playing with his big plastic boat and all the things that he does in our house. Um, we've got a giant pirate boat on wheels that I'm sure I picked up at an auction no, or a rummage sale or something. Thing. It was a fine thing. I don't think the boat was. Yes, it was. Okay, whatever. Because I didn't know why I got it. Whatever it was. Um, <clears throat> he just has great joy in those things, and he is free to have that. And... We're meant to live in that freedom, but we also have to treat ourselves like the treasured things that God treats us as. Mm-hmm. We have to act like we're, we're like we're worth, like we have worth. That's because right. Because we have worth, because God puts worth in us, then we are worth something. Right. And it doesn't matter what other circumstances are in your life. Right. And when we look at ourselves and other people in that way, uh-huh. they are treasured, treasured children and daughters and sons of God. If we look at other people that way, that can change our whole perspective, not just on our own lives, but also on our yeah, how we the way we look at others. People. Yeah, You know, if everybody saw everybody as treasured possessions of God, it, we'd be in heaven, I guess. If we, all, <laughs> if we all looked at each other as if we had an intrinsic worth that went way beyond our looks, our, mm, our yeah. jobs, our wisdom, our knowledge our athletic ability, whatever it is, if we looked at each other the way God looks at us and Mm -hmm. saw the treasure that he sees through his eyes, that's intrinsic. Mm -hmm. It's not extrinsic. Extrinsic means the stuff that's on the outside. Mm -hmm. Intrinsic means the stuff that's on the inside. Mm -hmm. If we valued people intrinsically instead of extrinsically, Mm -hmm. it would change the world. It would change the world because you can see the problems we have in... In this nation, and I'm sh- all over the world, is because people are judging on the outside. That one thing I just, it's easier. Oh, Carl Jung, the psychiatrist from long ago, mm. in the 1950s, mm-hmm. I think, uh, he said, it's harder to think than to judge. That's why people judge mm-hmm. each other. And um, that's so true. We don't, if we gave people time to understand them, we still might not agree with them. But we'd see them as human, and we need to get back to where we see every person is valuable in their own right. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to be making lots of money to be worth uh, to be worth uh, to be beyond the, the worth of uh, the value of money. Yeah, you don't need to have a net worth on Earth to prove that you have a net worth with God. Right, right, and your net worth on earth is on a balance, on a scale. You take your debts and you subtract them from your assets and that's your net worth. Mm -hmm. There is no net worth. We have a gross worth with God. Mm. You are worth it to him, period. If if you weren't, he wouldn't have sent his son. Mm -hmm. If we weren't intrinsically worth it, God would never have sent his son. Just think how that would... To him. Intrinsically worth it to him. He put that value on us. Yeah. If everyone thought that way and acted that way, there would be no abuse. There would be no elder abuse. There would be no uh, persons with disability abuse. There would be no spouse abuse. There would 
there would be courtesy in the in the public arena. People would again get back to uh, discussing uh, discussing subjects and topics rather than just bashing each other. And we wouldn't have a debate at the Supreme Court right now about whether or not we should have abortion. No. Wouldn't even happen. Wouldn't no. exist. No, those babies are babies. I mean, who doesn't love a baby? So, I mean, I don't know why, just because you can't see the baby, that no longer does it matter. And I know a lot of people don't agree with abortion, so I'm not talking to you. I'm just thinking mm. just the, the concept. And, uh, and we'd have time for each other. You know, that's... That's a big deal. You know, you can see that in little kids. A lot of times they just want you to watch them, whatever they're doing. Watch me. Watch me. Did you see that? Did you see it? Mm. They want to be noticed. Everyone wants to be noticed. We just want to be loved, and we are. But to truly understand that love, you have to accept God for who he is, what he is, and what he has done. Mm -hmm. If you don't accept who he is, then it doesn't mean anything. Right. If you don't accept what he is, then the depth is not there. Because if you understand that the creator of the universe cares about you personally, that goes beyond just general care for humanity. It's a personal thing. And third, we have to understand what he did because of that love. Mm. By sending Christ to die for us so that we could be reunited with God, so that we could come back to him, so that we could we could have our sins released and, and that and our salvation through His grace could come to us, that's the action of love. That's an action of mm. treasuring us, of valuing us. He valued us over the, over the pain and the suffering and the death of His own Son, which that's, is pretty intense. That very, you're never going to see that out of a human. No. We can't make God human. You know that old saying, God created man in His own likeness and... Man's been trying to yeah. return the favor ever since. Yeah. We can't say that God loves like we love because it's bigger than that. It's, it's so much deeper than that. And we can't say that God values the way we value. Because if, if we limit God's ability to value us to what we can do, That's horrible. we always fall. We will. We, 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 we come short. We, we have anger. We have doubts. We have you know anything from... From just associating ourselves with someone that we once loved to being selfish at times when we should be, when we shouldn't be, things like that, we would say, "Oh, that's natural. We're just human." Mm -hmm. God's not. Right. He's not. He's not like that. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's not who he is. So if if we can't, if you can't grasp. The fact that it is so much beyond us and that it is so consistent that it never changes. That's that's the key. It's so consistent and it never changes. Mm -hmm. If right now you are um, damaging yourself in some way, whether it's a drug addiction, an alcohol addiction, anything like that, where you are intentionally sinning and, and destroying your life, and you know you're doing that, God doesn't love you any less because of what you're doing to yourself. Right. He doesn't love you any less. He loves you to the fullest amount of his ability no matter what. And he wants you to turn away from those things because that's damaging to you and he doesn't want to see you damaged. The same way I would not 
allow my grandson to do something to hurt himself. And if it was something I couldn't stop him from doing, I wouldn't stop loving him. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't change my feelings towards him at all. So it's not something that's natural and human for us to do, but it's natural and it's godly for God to do. I have a, a, one more, uh, a couple verses here. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you think about us being the treasures, God's already doing this. Uh, Matthew six nineteen through 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I had never thought of this. But God is doing that. When when we accept him, we are n- now citizens of heaven. And that's mm. where God puts his treasure, in heaven. In a really weird kind of... Right. And that's where we're supposed to put our treasures. Our treasures are supposed to be loving God and loving people. And we're not supposed to spend tons of... We're not supposed to accumulate junk on earth. Because it is. It's just going to... If you die today, your people who are in charge of your estate will probably just send it to a garage sale or fight over it or or whatever. Most and of our stuff probably even go in the garage sale or the dumpster. Yeah, probably the dumpster outside. Yeah, something like that. So I think uh, my daughter will keep my saddle and my guns, and other than that, yeah, she probably so won't care. She, she wants all the tack and the guns. There you okay, go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and the son-in-law can have your truck. Yeah, and my forge and all that stuff. And, and, you know, when I'm not here, they're welcome to it. I don't care. But, you know, if, if, if how we value ourselves or how we value others is by the accumulation of things, we're just missing the point. And the way for you to understand, I'm gonna, we've got a few minutes left here and I just want to turn this conversation one little, one more click. Yep. The way that we can begin to grasp the love of God, uh-huh. the first thing you have to do to begin to grasp the love of God is to get to know him and to understand mm. who he is. You get into his word and you start reading about what he does and what he has said and what he has done in the past and what he has promised for the future. And the fact that everything he's done, you know, I, I know the plans I have for you, plans for you to prosper. Mm. He has all those things laid out in his word. You can't say, well, I know God because I stand outside. You can recognize that God exists, but you don't know him. Right. You can't say, I know God because I've looked at a baby. Mm. Of course, we see God in that. We see God in all those things. But that's not knowing him. Right. That's seeing him. You can recognize someone and not know them. Mm -hmm. You can see someone from a distance and not know who they are, really. Mm-hmm. And God wants us to know him, really, because when we understand him, then we can understand the love he has for mm-hmm. us and the value he puts on us and on every human being and the value that he wants us to share with others. So the first thing you got to do is know who God is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't just guess at it or no. assume that you know it because you don't. If there was any other relationship with any other person, with a human being on this earth, to say you really knew someone, how long would it take? It takes a lifetime. You can't sit with someone, and even if you're like my wife, who has this innate reporter in her where she can't help it, 
She meets someone. She does nothing but ask question after question after question after question. When that person leaves your, your contact, she'll know all about them. They'll know absolutely nothing about her. And she might know a little bit about you, but she doesn't know you yet. We can't know someone through a cursory contact. Right. We can't know someone through just incidental or accidental contact. Mm -hmm. We have to know someone because we seek to know them. You right. have to want to know someone to yeah. know them. And you have to, you have to get in the Word to really know God. You have to spend time talking to and listening to someone. And the way you listen to God is to read what He said. The um, one thing you're saying that you know, I know a lot of people. They will go out in nature, and of course we see God's creation, sure. and it's beautiful. And we, we recognize that He exists. A wonderful feeling kind sure. of thing, and that's wonderful. And I do, I do too. I do too, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that thought was like, if someone saw one of the paintings I made, and they thought they thought it was really cool, that they don't know me. They just like a painting I've like done. Like the work you did, they appreciate and, your work. Yeah, and so that's the same thing. We appreciate God's work. Everyone in the world appreciates God's work. Not funny. Mm -hmm. In some way, they appreciate God's work, but... That doesn't mean that they know God. No. You need to spend time with Him. And you need to read His Word. There's no substitute for reading God's Word to get to know Him. I mean, it, you, you get to know God more through prayer and through spending time in His creation. All that is good, but you've got to get in His Word. You've got to get in His Word. Hmm. Even if you've read it through... A few, several years ago, you went ahead and read through the Bible. Well, great, but that was in the past. you got to be in it now. I mean, there. I don't think you can spend too much time in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I just don't think you can. I, I, I enjoy it, and I think uh, even if you don't like to read, that's no excuse. You've got to get in this Word. It's not a book. It is a book, but it's not a book. It's more than a book. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I think we're there. I guess so. All right. I really, I hope we get back to doing weekly. We've, we've had some. Uh, we've had a lot of things that have come into our lives that challenged us and kind of kept us away from it. But we enjoy it. We're going to we try to do it weekly again. And, and we'd love to hear from you. It really encourages us if we hear someone say that, yeah, I listened or I heard what you said, or even if you disagree with us, whatever. Or if there's something you want us to to approach and look at. We can, we'll Please talk about anything, even if bet. we don't know it. Yep. And uh, also... happens a lot, actually. <laughs> also, why don't you share this podcast with your friends if you think it will bless... If it's blessed you, it might bless them. Or share it on your timeline or wherever. Because we love... We don't make any money by it. We just enjoy it. And we enjoy talking about Jesus, enjoy talking with each other. And we just uh, love to share things we've learned and discovered and... We just want people to know about Jesus and know him personally, too. So, yeah. yeah God and our, bless. Our son's calling, so I guess we better go. God bless. Bye.